Welcome to the GSN Leadership Moment podcast. This is the podcast of Global SourceNet, where we hope to encourage you on your leadership journey as you continue to develop both personally and professionally. My name is Jonathan, and I'm the director of Global SourceNet, and we hope this podcast is helpful to you as you continue to grow in your leadership journey. Well, we've been taking a look at the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, and we've been working our way through uh, each chapter, looking at the chapter summaries, talking about some of the stories James Clear shares as a part of the chapter content, and making some comments just about the whole idea of developing good habits and breaking bad habits and what that means for us as leaders and those of us who are developing in our professional lives and in our personal lives. And so uh, we are now taking a look at chapter 15 and this chapter begins the section of the book called the fourth law, which is make it satisfying. And the title of this chapter is The Cardinal Rule of Behavior Change. And so uh, let's, before we jump into the chapter summary, let's talk a little bit about um, the story that James Clear shares at the beginning of this chapter. And in this story, he opens the chapter up with uh, is about a public health worker uh, named Stephen Luby uh, from Nebraska. Uh, who went to Karachi, Pakistan, and uh, at this time, Karachi was one of the most populated cities in the world. Um, They had over 9 million people uh, by 1998. It was an economic center, a transportation hub, had a lot of airports and seaports in the region. Um, And so with this incredibly populated city, you had a lot of areas that were um, known as kind of the slums, neighborhoods where they were densely populated and kind of packed in people who had built uh, different dwelling places just out of discarded materials, things like cardboard, old cinder blocks, other kinds of things like that. There wasn't really a wastewater removal system. Um, There wasn't an electricity grid and the clean water supply was was not available. And so there was just a lot of dust, trash when it was wet. There was no way that the water drained. So you just had pools of water sitting around. And so there was just tons of uh, public health problems like things related uh, to health issues such as diarrhea, vomiting, other kinds of things like that, Um, malnourished children, all of these things made this part of uh, of Karachi, Pakistan, just a really terrible place to live. And Luby, um, the the guy that came from Nebraska, Stephen Luby, uh, with along with his team, decided to try to address this whole issue. But they had fo- they wanted to focus on the habit of washing hands. Um, the reality was most of the people in this area of Karachi, Pakistan, knew that washing your hands was important, that you needed to do it. But the reality was most people were not washing their hands correctly, or they weren't doing it um, with the proper ingredients, like with good soap, 
Um, they found that people would sometimes forget to wash their hands before preparing food. They found that people may just quickly run their hands under water or just put one hand under the water. And um, this was all leading to this, this problem. So the issue was not that the people viewed hand washing a certain way or, or viewed it as unimportant. They did see it as important. But there was not the consistency needed to make the difference uh, in the neighborhood. So what happened with Luby and his team, they ended up partnering with Procter & Gamble to supply the neighborhood with uh, Safeguard branded soap. And they took this and distributed it to uh, residents of this uh, area of Karachi, Pakistan. And uh, many in Pakistan saw Safeguard as a really good uh, quality soap and people enjoyed using it. And one of the reasons why they enjoyed using it is that it smelled really good when you washed your hands. And so when you washed your hands, things instantly became a more pleasurable experience. And so a lot of people began to start using this product and there was a lot of positivity around it. And so uh, they realized how important it was uh, that this soap had a good smell to it and people enjoyed the experience. And so um, they had some pretty uh, incredible results. I'll read this from page 185. The long-term effects were even better. We went back to some of the households in Karachi six years after, Luby told me. Over 95% of households who had been given the soap for free and encouraged to wash their hands had a hand washing sta uh, station with soap and water available when our teams, our study team visited. We'd not given any soap to the intervention group for over five years, but during the trial, they had become so habituated to wash their hands that they had maintained the practice. It was a powerful example of the fourth and final law of behavior change, make it satisfying. And so he then goes on uh, to talk about what the like this whole idea of this behavior change law and why it's important um, right here in, on page 185 he says we are more likely to repeat a behavior when the experience is satisfying this is entirely logical feelings of pleasure even minor ones like washing your hands with soap that smells nice and lathers well are signals that tell the brain this feels good do this again next time Pleasures teach your brain that a behavior is worth remembering and repeating. And so I think this is really important paragraph in the story here at the beginning. I forgot to mention that some of the changes they saw from people adopting hand washing um, were pretty significant. Um, they saw that within months, the researchers saw a rapid shift in the health of children in the neighborhood. The rate of diarrhea fell by 52%, pneumonia fell by 48%, and in pedigo, a bacterial skin infection fell by 35%. And so these effects on the community when people just adopted washing their hands correctly, and it was connected to this experience of washing your hands with good smelling soap, it changed the lives of the people there as they adopted this habit more consistently in their lives. So, uh, so James Clear is drawing this connection between the idea of something being satisfying and the habit itself. And so let's jump into the chapter summary. He says, the fourth law 
of behavior change is to make it satisfying, as we've mentioned before. The second point in the chapter summary is that we are more likely to repeat a behavior when the experience is satisfying. The third point in the chapter summary is that the human brain evolved to prioritize immediate result rewards over delayed rewards. And so we see that um, over and over in the human experience, we, we want these immediate rewards. We know a lot of people uh, in the marketing community and advertising and other things like that really play on this idea as they sell products. Like, what is that immediate reward we can get? And sometimes we make decisions based on that that aren't healthy for us um, due to our desire for immediate rewards. We know that delayed rewards take time and this can be difficult to wait for. But uh, James Clear saying if we can look toward this uh, delayed rewards, the rewards that come with practicing a habit over and over again and somehow integrate some immediate rewards along the way, this will help our habits become more embedded in our daily lives. The fourth point on the chapter summary is that the cardinal rule of behavior change, what is immediately rewarded is repeated, what is immediately punished is avoided. Okay. The fifth point on the chapter summary is to get a habit to stick you need to feel immediately successful, even if it's in a small way. Now, he gives an idea of what he means by this in the chapter when he talks about um, he talks about setting aside money for a certain thing. Let's say, for example, we want to purchase a leather jacket, and that's that's very expensive. And so he encourages someone to take and set aside money every time you decide not to make a purchase and save that money for that leather coat to take and put it over into another account that you might have created for that purpose and every time you do that you get the satisfaction of knowing you're one step closer to getting that particular uh, item that you wanted in this case a leather jacket he also talks about a couple that decided to um, to set up an account, they wanted to take a vacation, but they were also wanting to stop eating out as much and eat at home more. And so what they did every time they did not eat out, they took $50 and put it into their account called trip to Europe. And at the end of the year, they ended up with uh, money to take that trip to Europe that they wanted together and they used all of that for that. Each time they chose to eat at home, they had the pleasure of knowing that they were putting money towards something in the future that they wanted to do while at the same time developing this habit of eating at home more often. The, uh, the final point on the chapter summary that Clear gives us is this. The first three laws of behavior change make it obvious, make it attractive, and make it easy, increase the odds that a behavior will be performed this time. The fourth law of behavior change, make it satisfying, increases the odds that a behavior will be repeated next time. So basically, it's important that we, we think about all of these laws as um, integrated and connecting with each other, each of the laws that James Clear has been going through related to behavior change and habit formation. 
Um, he really wants to make the point, though, on this final one, that when we have some kind of satisfaction related to our habits, every time that we do them, the odds that we are going to repeat these over and over again is so much higher than if we were not getting that satisfaction each time we practice this habit. And so as you think about your habits, as you think about ways to integrate things into your life and make it more consistent, what ways could you make it more satisfying? James Clear ends the chapter like this. In summary, a habit needs to be enjoyable for it to last. Simple, bits of reinforcement like soap that smells great or toothpaste that has a refreshing mint flavor or seeing $50 hit your savings account can offer the immediate pleasure you need to enjoy a habit and change is easy when it's enjoyable. Well, that's all for the GSN Leadership Moment podcast today. Thank you for joining in with us. We hope some of the information from this chapter has been helpful for you as you think about behavior change and habit formation in your life. Um, I also continue uh, to encourage you to pick up this book in English or Kazakh or Russian and read it. There's a lot of things that you could get from reading some of these stories, different stories that we didn't talk about on this podcast that might be interesting or encouraging to you, or just simply use this podcast to help you think through habit formation. A lot of the points from the chapter summaries we've talked about will help give you an idea of how you could start making uh, good habits in your life and breaking bad habits. Well, thanks for joining us, and we hope you have a great day. We'll catch you next time.